The reading this morning is taken from Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. And it goes on into chapter 4 to verse 7. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from the slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that he might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. Advent it is a, a time to uh, get ready, a time of preparation. I don't know about you, but uh, in our family we have kind of uh, traditions, not just for the Christmas period itself, but even in that period of, of getting ready for Christmas, uh, there's things that we tend to do uh, year after year after year. And uh, certainly uh, myself and at least one of my uh, children do like to watch Christmas movies in the build-up to Christmas. We do like to watch Christmas movies. And uh, one of my favourite Christmas movies is Miracle on 34th Street. There's two versions. Uh, myself, I do prefer the later version, the 1994 uh, version. Uh, and during the next few weeks, if you've not seen this film... We're going to share some of it with you. We're going to share some of the film with you. So after after next three weeks, you'll have probably seen most of the film if you've not already seen it. But it might be worth watching it. Because uh, we're taking this idea of a miracle on 34th Street. And uh, we're going to be thinking not about the miracle on 34th Street, but the miracle on Manger Street. The miracle on Manger Street. And we're going to be looking at... The miracle on Manger Street. We're starting today with thinking about the miracle of the moment, looking at Galatians 4. Next week we're going to be looking at the miracle of the message. We're going to be looking in Hebrews 1. And then in a couple of weeks time we're going to be looking at the miracle of the manger. And there we'll be in John 1. But as promised, we've got a clip from Miracle on 34th Street. So enjoy. More of that to come over the coming weeks. Well, we're thinking about the miracle of the moment and there was certainly a, an awkward moment in that little video clip. Did you notice it? Uh, a bit of an awkward moment. Uh, there was also that moment of truth uh, when the bad Santa was found out. And uh, you might say, this is your moment. And uh, I'll let you into a little secret. 
Chris Kringle, the guy who was asked to be uh, the store Santa, he's the real Santa. Okay? He's the real Santa. Okay? This is your moment. And we do, uh, there, are, there are times when we, when we feel, don't we, that this is our moment. I wonder whether uh, anybody uh, recognises this guy. The one in the blue shirt. And anybody recognise him? Pains me to show you this picture, actually. But Jamie Vardy. Who's Jamie Vardy, you may well ask. Well, this is his moment. Why is it his moment? Scored 11 goals in 11 consecutive games, beating the uh, previous record held by Ruud van Nistelrooy, who played for... Manchester United, yeah. And the irony was they were playing United when he broke the record. Talking of United, you do, you do know who the, uh, the baby Jesus supported, don't you? <laughs> Manchester United. Yeah, I am joking. <laughs> this is your moment. Jesus arrived at the right moment. What you might have missed when you were engulfed in that little video clip that we showed was that Chris Kringle just happened to turn up at the parade at exactly the right moment. At exactly the right moment. Saving the parade, saving Christmas. Just at the right moment. And Paul tells us in that passage that we read... But when the time had fully come, God sent his son. When the time had fully come, God sent his son just at the right moment. And so this morning we're going to be thinking about the miracle of the moment. The miracle of the moment. I don't really get normally get into the kind of uh, the Greek words because uh, when I was at college, well, it, it was all Greek to me. But I, I have read that uh, there are two words in the New Testament for time. One is uh, karios and the other is chronos. And uh, I read that chronos is chronological or sequential time, the sort of time that you find on your watch, if I had one on, you know, that we, uh, that we see passing. Uh, but kairos... Is, is more of an event, an opportune moment. And sometimes people talk about Kairos moments. Uh, Michael Breen in his book, The Passionate Church, he writes Kairos, meaning an event, an opportunity, a moment in time when perhaps everything changes because it is the right time. And certainly when God sent his son into the world, that was a kairos moment. It was an event. It was something that changed everything. Jesus arrived at the right moment in time. Kairos, when eternity steps into time. When eternity steps into time. Michael Breen goes on to write, Kairos is the eternal God breaking into your circumstances with an event that will gather the loose ends of your life and knock them together in his hands. Kairos moments when God breaks in. I wonder, 
Has anybody had a Kairos moment in their life? Anybody had a Kairos moment when you just knew that God was breaking in in a way that was going to change things? Anybody had that experience? Anybody brave enough just in a couple of minutes to share something of that Kairos moment? Come on, Gary. Well done, mate. And there will be opportunities in this series to uh, to, change, to, to, to share Kairos moments because we want to hear if God is breaking in, don't we? Thank you, Gary. It's undoubtedly when I became a Christian. Um, I came into a church. Uh, you know Edmund, most of you, Edmund and Edna. Um, Edna. Edmund was preaching that night. I think it was 1975 in Manchester, in Moston in Manchester. Cold horrible evening as I, rem- as I recall and I just heard God for the first time I heard him with my heart I'd heard dozens and dozens of messages about God I'd been witness to, I'd been to church I'd been to meetings, I'd been to youth meetings I'd been to all sorts of different things but that night was a Kairos moment for me because God told me in no uncertain terms he loved, he loved me and he died for me it kind of, I heard God saying, Gary, I died for you. That's my Kairos moment. Brilliant, thank you. It's always dangerous to get Gary up. <laughs> but it worked. Thank you, Gary, for sharing that. I'm only joking, mate. I'm only joking. Kairos moments. We know what we're talking about. Those moments when God breaks in. And I guess all of us uh, have had moments like that, haven't we? Where we just know that God was breaking into the situation. And this is what uh, Paul was talking about. And our job, really, is to recognise those moments. Our job is actually to recognise the moments when God is actually doing something. We're talking about the miracle of the moment. And, And miracles don't happen all the time, but miracles do happen. And our job is, is to recognise those moments when the miraculous is happening. We don't make the miracle moments. We don't make the miracle moments. Sometimes we fall into that trap, don't we? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the temptation of Christ. And do you remember that one of the temptations that the devil said to Jesus was to jump off this, this, this temple and, and kind of force God's hands? And sometimes we do that, don't we? We try and force God's hands. We, we tell God what we want him to do. And obviously we want him to do it right now. And, and very often for good reasons, when, when people are sick, we, we pray to God to heal them. But we want them to be healed right here and right now. And we can't force the miracle moments. That's not our job. We can ask for them, we can, we can long for them, but we don't make the miracle moments. Our job is to recognise when God is at work and to be on the lookout. Because sometimes we do, we are in danger of missing the moment. We can miss the moment. Sometimes it's because we, we, we're just not switched on spiritually. I had a strange thing happen to me at my, my previous church. Um, I, I lived about a mile from the church. And often on Sunday morning, I, I used to walk to the church. And as, as I was walking to church, uh, several times, I, I, I just got this thought in, in, my, in my head, a, a kind of a daydream, um, about homeless people coming to the church for a service. And uh, it was a thought that just kept coming to me, didn't think anything of it, um, didn't really un- understand it. 
speaking to the uh, the minister of the church um, a few months ago, who's who's now the minister of my previous church, he was telling me about a guy that I know that's now started to come to church that is working with homeless people in Stockport. And the church is now opening uh, the doors on a Sunday evening and inviting homeless people in. And uh, part of me thinks, did I miss the moment? Was God trying to speak to me? Um, or was God just speaking about something that was going to happen uh, whether I was tuned in or, or not? But sometimes we we can miss the moment, can't we, when, when, when God is trying to do something or speak to us just because we're not kind of clued in or we don't understand it. And it, it kind of taught me to, to kind of be aware of ideas that pop into your head. And of course you get ideas that pop into your head that might not be from God, and most of them aren't. But just to kind of have that kind of spiritual kind of filter, to be open to the idea that chaos moments don't just happen when we, when we, when we, when we come to faith, although that's obviously a very special moment, and uh, hopefully we've experienced that. But they can happen in the ordinary and every day, because God breaks in. But he chooses when to do it. And as I said, our job is to try and recognise those moments when God is speaking. And to create opportunities, and that's why we want to hear uh, testimonies of people. If you have chaos moments, we want to give opportunities. Because we want to hear what God is doing, don't we? We want to know if God is speaking to us today. And we want to give opportunities for people to, to share what they think God is, is doing and, and speaking. Because we want to be aware of the moment. We don't want to miss the moment. You know, it'd be terrible if we all sat around at church, you know, praising God and we missed a moment. Because, of course, when Jesus was born, most people missed the moment. Yes, the angel announced to the shepherds, and the angel had, had, had told Joseph and, and Mary, and, uh, and, and the, the wise men had, had, had been guided by a star, but most people missed the moment. And even as Jesus grew and became a man and went around preaching, most people missed the moment. They didn't recognize God breaking in in Jesus. They missed it. And we would be foolish to think that we're so clever and so wise and so spiritual that we can't miss the moment when God wants to break in. So our job is not just to be to recognise the moment, but to make the most of the moment. To make the most of the moment. And part of that is allowing time uh, for God to break in, being in, uh, devoted to reading his word by praying and finding opportunities to pray. And it's encouraging, isn't it, how the prayer life in this church is kind of growing and developing and taking on. We've got the monthly prayer meetings on a Saturday morning. We've got the prayer meetings before the service. Prayer meetings in, in home groups and other places where we encourage people just to be open to God. And of course the most difficult thing is to, is to allow God to speak, isn't it? So often we want to, to fill those spaces with our own words. And sometimes we just need to be kind of, you know, tuning into what God is. You remember the old radios before digital, where you actually had to kind of fiddle with the tuner to receive the message. Uh, it's been very frustrating. You might be somewhere the signal's not very good. It's Saturday afternoon, you want to know how your team's going on, and you're fiddling with with with, with the message with the, with the tuner, trying to get tuned into the station. And there's a sense in which we need to be like that spiritually. We need to be. Tuning ourselves into what God might be saying, making the most of the moment. If you belong to Christ, Paul says, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And this moment was foretold. In the Old Testament, there are all sorts of prophecies 
pointing forward to this moment. Isaiah spoke about it. Abraham was, was, was promised that he would have many descendants. And of course, uh, Jesus was one of them. But so are you and I, because he talks about us being heirs to that promise. And uh, Michael Green, in uh, his, his book on Matthew, talking about the genealogy of Jesus, he said that Matthew wants to draw attention to the links Jesus had, both with David and Abraham. Jesus is a full fulfillment of all history, and in particular of God's promise to Abraham, that in his seed, all the families of the earth would be blessed and his promise to David that his throne and kingdom would be established forever. This Kairos moment when God was going to break in in his son Jesus Christ was promised long, long time ago. And you and I are told that we are heirs to this same promise. How amazing is that? You could even say, wow, wow. So Jesus arrived at the right moment. Eternity steps into time. And Jesus says, now is the right moment. Now is the right moment. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the rights of sons. Of course, in Jewish culture, uh, the sons, and it was sons in the Jewish culture, had special rights. They were the ones that inherited. Uh, the daughters didn't. Um, today we might want to say sons and daughters. We're not being sexist. We just this is just how it was in the Jewish custom. Uh, but but now we can say that men and women we are all heirs to this promise in Jesus Christ, and we have the rights because of what Jesus has done. He came to redeem us from the law. The law was impossible to keep. In the Old Testament, we, we read time and time again about all the sacrifices that people had to, to make because they couldn't keep the law. And Jesus came as the ultimate sacrifice to redeem people from the law so that we could receive the rights of some. At just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus came at the right time. To die for the ungodly. And that includes me, and that includes you. Jesus says, now is the right moment. The time has come, he said. This is from Mark 1. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Again, Jesus recognizing the Kairos moment. That God is breaking in and doing something. Something that's going to change the whole course of history. In individual lives, in communities, and in a nation. Jesus says now is the right moment. Now is the right moment. In the time of my favour I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. And this is the message that we have for the world. That now is the time. That God is wanting to break into people's lives. And Advent and Christmas is a wonderful opportunity 
It's a time when people will come to church, when they'll hear, for some, the familiar story, for some, maybe not such a familiar story, of how God broke into the earth, how God came and was born in his son, Jesus Christ. And there's something about that message that can change people's lives. Wouldn't it be great if this Christmas, amongst all our celebrations, if we actually saw people having those Kairos moments, if we actually saw God breaking into people's lives, as we invited people into church, that we actually experienced with them, them receiving the Holy Spirit and accepting Christ. That's what we need to pray for as we invite people to church, because God is still at work. God is still giving those Kairos moments. We can't force it, but we can prepare the ground and we can, we, we, we can create situations where it may happen just by inviting people. We can't, we can't promise that God will change the people that we invite. We can't promise that they will be any different than when they walk out than when they walked in. But we're just creating that atmosphere where God could break in. Where we present the good news of Jesus Christ and we give opportunities. So there's a challenge, isn't there, there, to be thinking about who we can invite for our Christmas services, for the Nativity. Because people will come, especially to the Nativity. It's a very safe service to invite people to. They know what to expect. They like to see the kids and, and hear the Christmas cows. People like that. I mean, the shops love it. I, I was in a shop only last week, and they were already playing Christmas cows. They, they obviously like it, don't they? Uh, those poor shop workers are going to be hearing Christmas carols for the, for the next four or five weeks. Uh, they might be fed up with them, but people seem to like that kind of thing. And so we need to take advantage and recognize the moments. Again, it's about recognizing the moment that Christmas is a moment of opportunity where God can still break in, where God can be born again in people's lives. Jesus says, now is the right moment. Now is the time. And it may be the, the, the time for you. Maybe there's people here this morning um, that have, have missed opportunities. They've been in church or they've been in, in places where they've had the opportunity to make some sort of commitment. It might be a commitment for the first time or a second time or a recommitment. But there are those moments, and maybe this is one of those moments for somebody here today. Don't miss the moment. Recognize when God is at work and take the opportunity to respond. Jesus says now is the right moment. Let's just pause.